welcome, welcome, hello, hello, welcome to the second episode of the Dutch Angle Chronicles podcast. This episode is an actual full-length episode, so it might be more like the first episode (laughs) instead of the second one. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars and some things about George Lucas that I found interesting. Like, did you know that he's pretty good friends with Francis Ford Coppola? Didn't know that. I thought that was interesting. We'll be talking about some Star Wars fun facts as well. Like, did you know that during the filming of Return of the Jedi, Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca, had to be chaperoned by bodyguards in reflective vests for months as to not be shot by bear hunters in the redwood forests of Northern California. I will also be talking about why Star Wars is important to me, why I like it, and why I think we should watch more of these Star Wars things coming out. So why don't we just get right into it? Um, Let's talk about some history on George Lucas. Uh, He was born May 14th, 1944 in Modesto, California, right by where I used to live, so what's up? Um, He attended USC, which is pretty cool. He worked as a PA on Francis Ford Coppola's Finian's Rainbow in 1968, and that's how they got to know each other, and they got to be friends, and uh, that led to a lifelong uh, friendship, (laughs) which is pretty cool. Um, He founded Lucasfilm in 1971, and if you don't know what Lucasfilm is, um, crawl out from under your rock, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Lucasfilm is uh, George Lucas's production company, and that's how he made his movies, and it was bought by Disney um, just a couple years ago. He started an SFX company called Industrial Light and Magic in 1975 because he needed some SFX done on Star Wars films, and that's what he uh, created so he could get that done, which is pretty awesome and pretty innovative and creative because he was like, hey, I need a whole bunch of SFX done for these films, and why not make my own company out of it? And I think that's pretty awesome. He also has a net worth of $6.9 billion. Um, Good for him. (laughs) Don't think you can get much better than that unless you're like Elon Musk or something. (laughs) But for um, a very, I guess, influential director, uh, that is really, really great. So good for him. Good for George Lucas. Um, Why don't we move on to some Star Wars fun facts? All 12 movies of the originals, you know, uh, grossed $10.3 billion, making it the second highest grossing film series at the global box office, right behind, can you guess what, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, (laughs) which is also pretty controversial, and uh, I do want to do an episode on that, so if you guys are interested, uh, why don't you let me know? I think that'll be pretty cool. Another Star Wars fun fact... Steve Sansweet holds the record for the largest collection of Star Wars memorabilia with 93,260 cataloged items. That is quite a collection. Um, I can't remember what year this was. I think this was uh, right here, 2019. So that since 2019 hasn't been updated. If someone got a new record, uh, why don't you guys let me know? Because... (laughs) That's the only record I could find. He has 93,260 cataloged items. So what that means is 
there's they summed around 500,000 items total, but those are the the 93,000 items are what he has cataloged and what he has uh, written down basically. So that's pretty pretty crazy. In the original draft of Star Wars, written in 1974, R2-D2 spoke in complete sentences and was sassier than C-3PO. If you think C-3PO was sassy, then I guess R2-D2 was even sassier. He called him all these names like C-3PO we know does now, so I think that's pretty crazy. I kind of like the beep boops uh, of R2-D2. What do you guys think? I think it makes it funnier, and I think it makes it more interesting that R2-D2 goes like, boop, boop, and it's like sad beeping. <laughs> I love reading those subtitles. It's like sad beeps, beep, beep. It's so funny. And in the most recent uh, films in The Last Jedi, uh, the Porgs only exist to cover up the hundreds of puffins that inhabited the Irish island of Skellig. And they um, needed to cover all of these puffins up, so they invented porgs and decided to incorporate them into the script and into the movie. So, thought that was pretty interesting. Pretty creative. They couldn't get around all of them and they didn't want to push them off of their their own land, you know? Like, <laughs> that's pretty awesome that they decided to incorporate it. Thought that was creative. And here's another fact about Chewbacca. His famous voice is a mixture of badger, lion, seal, and walrus. (laughs) It's a concoction blessed upon us by sound designer Ben Burt. Burt with two T's. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So if you are trying to make your own Star Wars spinoff, then mix up some badger, lion, seal, and walrus, and there you go. You got some Chewbacca. You got Chewbacca language right there. You can talk like a Wookiee if you're a badger, lion, seal, and walrus. <laughs> All right, why don't we move on from Star Wars fun facts and get into why Star Wars is important to me. A lot of people think that Star Wars isn't uh, actual cinema, like it's no Citizen Kane or... Any of Roger Deakins films, obviously it's not no country for old men, but it is, it's still a movie. And I feel like when people say movies aren't a part of cinema, I kind of understand what they're saying. They don't have that artistic quality to them, which I understand, but Star Wars is still something that is important. So it's really huge also, second highest grossing uh, film franchise, so uh, in the world. So I feel like that's something we should talk about. And a lot of people do love them, uh, me included. So that's why I wanted to do an episode on this. Um, it's important to me, uh, because it helped me bond with my dad. Um, my dad and I don't have the most, uh, (laughs) I guess deep relationship, um, because we haven't really, We never lived with him for a significant period of time. It was just weekends on and off. And so having Star Wars as a conversation starter really, really helped us get our bond going. And um, it's always something we can turn to and it's always something we can watch when we want to do something together. Um, We've seen most of the new sequels coming out. 
uh, together in the theater. That's something we kept doing. Uh, we didn't watch the last one together for some reason. I forgot. Like, we just had so much going on. Um, so we didn't watch that one together. But the other two we did. And we would always go to Star Wars marathons in the theater together as kids um, with my brother. And it's just been a really amazing thing that we can turn to to talk about and to bond with. When the originals came out in the 70s, my dad was around the age that I was when these sequels came out. So it was kind of like this generational uh, bonding and this generational experience that we could share together, which was really awesome. Like, he stood outside of the theater for overnight waiting for, um, I think it was um, A New Hope. I forgot which movie, but... He stayed outside of the theater waiting for it to open and um, us getting to go to the theater to see the new ones together. It's just so interesting and awesome. And it's an experience like no other. Um, so that's why I think Star Wars is important. It's really awesome. It's also important because it's a way for people who grew up with the originals to engage with people who are now growing up with the final trilogy. Um, like, my nieces are... Uh, like three and four I think right now and um forgive me <laughs> nieces if I got that wrong uh I'm not very good with ages I'm good with birthdays but not ages um but they're about three and four and they have their own little baby Yoda and it's so cute and like it's just fun it's something we can all love and turn to and I watch all the Mandalorian with my husband and um, my brother-in-law is watching it and it's just something we can all talk about and it's just amazing. I love it. They've also been coming out with Star Wars story kind of films like Solo and um, I forgot the other one's name. <laughs> now right off the top of my head I forgot it. Um, but yeah, with Solo and everything, it, it's like these movies and this franchise has something in it for everyone. Like the Mandalorian is at this like at the very same time it's cute and adorable and amazing and then it's also gory and graphic and it's got a lot of adult themes in it so it's like you can be a kid watching it with your parent or with someone in their teens and you can both get the same kind of enjoyment out of it and there's romance uh, in Solo, there was romance. <laughs> even in the originals, even though Han Solo was a little bit of, of a little, uh, um, what, what's the word? <laughs> he was a little aggressive and a little sexist. Uh, but, you know, him and Leia got around it. <laughs> there was some romance in there. There's definitely humor with C-3PO and Han Solo and Chewbacca and their story. Uh, there's humor in, like, the, <laughs> the freaking family guy even made fun of the scenes. Like, they made remakes of all of the originals, obviously. But my favorite part of <laughs> that would be the joke about, uh, on, from the, Emp the Empire Strikes Back when they're on Hoth and, uh, <laughs> freaking Han Solo goes out there to save, uh, Luke from the the winter and the, the blizzard storm and he's like and I thought they smelled bad 
on the outside for like five minutes. It's just great. <laughs> it's just so funny. They keep getting more and more interesting as you go on. I know a lot of people hate the prequels. I know they do. I kind of don't like them. They're obviously my least favorite of the three separate trilogies, but you gotta, you gotta know, like, <laughs> they have a lot going on, that's for sure. It was made at a time when people didn't really need more Star Wars, <laughs> but they gave it to them anyway, uh, so I feel like that made it more interesting in itself, and we were brought the Clone Wars, the show, the animated show, we were brought so many different things from this and it just did keep getting more interesting, which I think is always a plus. And for Pete's sake, Disneyland has a whole section dedicated to it since I bought it and I just, I want to go so bad. When it first opened, I watched videos of how people were experiencing it and um, I saw this one that they got to make their own lightsabers and I literally cried because I wanted to go so bad and it's, it's something I want to do before I die. Like, I, I've been to Disneyland before as a kid, but I want to go just to go to the Star Wars area because I'm not really interested in that other stuff. And um, I know my husband and my mom, too, they've never been. And I think that would be a fun thing to go do just to go see the Star Wars area because I feel like the rest of the park is just waiting in lines and I know that's part of it in the Star Wars section also but I feel like going there would be pretty fun get to see Darth Vader walking around and stormtroopers hassling people it just seems like something so fun to get into and I, I can't wait <laughs> I just want to go so bad so if you have been there let me know what did you love it did you hate it was it fun was it true to the experience of the films like let me know did you go to the cantina were the drinks good was the food good was it too overpriced which it is always at disneyland but let me know because i i need it <laughs> i need to live vicariously through other people all right you guys that is about it about star wars um let me know what your guys' favorite Star Wars movie is. Mine is um, episode four, A New Hope. I just love it. I love it so damn much. <laughs> Let's move on to this week in film history. So I am filming this on Monday, January 25th, 2021. And then this week in film history on January 27th, 1970, the movie rating system exchanged the M rating for the PG rating. And on January 28th, 1951, the first X-rated movie, La Vie Commence Demain, opened in London. And if you can't tell, I do have French grandparents, so thank you for that one, <laughs> Grandma and Poppy. Uh, and that was this week in film history. So let's wrap it up a little bit here, guys. I did give you guys some questions to answer, uh, but I have another one for you, and it's a little controversial. Which one is better, Marvel or Star Wars? There are an endless supply of Marvel movies and Marvel things like WandaVision just came out. Haven't seen it yet. I have watched all of the Marvel movies, I believe, um, and all the Star Wars ones as well, so I don't know if I have a favorite. I feel like maybe Star Wars is my favorite, 
but having Marvel around really did help me bond with my husband. So, let's see. I don't know. They're both <laughs> they're both awesome. So, let me know what you guys like and what your guys' favorite is cuz I'm genuinely curious. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at DA Chronicles Pod, all one word. And on our email, we are dutchanglechronicles at gmail.com. So you can contact us either way through those. All right, you guys, please, please subscribe to this podcast. Um, leave a review because that will really help me out. And I hope you guys are doing well in this pandemic. And I hope that this can provide a little bit of a uh, release and a little bit of a a distraction, if you will. So let me know what you guys want me to do my next episode on. Um, I have a couple coming your way. Uh, I have one on my experience in film school and some tips for you guys balancing it with everything else going on. Um, I have a few um, ideas that I want to take care of. So come on back and come back for another listen because this this has been a lot of fun for me doing this so let me know what you guys want to do and um i will see you guys in the next one bye